Once upon a time, Chris called Dan and said, I'm having an idea. When Dan got over his initial shock and horror, he agreed to hear Chris out. Suddenly, a podcast was born, and somehow I was sucking into recording the intro to give them a little bit of legitimacy. And so, here we are. Welcome to the Dan and Chris Save the World podcast. The Dan and Chris podcast has been fortified with six essential vitamins and minerals. Please use only as directed. Be careful operating heavy machinery while listening to this podcast. If you are pregnant or may become pregnant, please consult a physician before listening to this podcast. No animals were harmed in the creation of this podcast. For best results, open your mind and smile while listening. Continued use of this podcast has been known to cause hilarity in certain individuals. Proceed Proceed at at your your own own risk. risk. Then we just start talking and we just see what happens and, you know, because we never know what's going to come out of our mouths, you know. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely happened in the past where we've even been surprised ourselves by the things we talk about. Yeah. Well, you are recording. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you brat. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, brat Carmen, you, at your service. You brat. <laughs> you fargonized hole. <laughs> you bestages of Hank, you bite our bells. <laughs> Oh, jeez, yes. We are back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes. And whatever else in between. All points in between. Hello, fellow human beings. There you go. That's the best way to say it. Yes. That's the best way. Because I don't think anybody has said they're not a human being yet. Well, I've... um, Okay, maybe that's okay. It's going too far. There's been a couple people who have said some very interesting things lately, and I'm like, (laughs) all right. That's good. Right. I'm just going to get here a drink now. We're going to we're going to stick with human beings for now. Earthlings. 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 I've got I've got my woodchuck cider. Oh, I don't have anything. Are you not allowed to drink any at the moment or? No, I just don't have anything. Mm. <laughs> no, cuz I'm off of a I'm off of everything right now. So Quick quick pause the recording. I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> cider delivery. <laughs> That'd be great. You know, I'm off. I'm off of all drugs right now, so <coughs> I've been off That's of good. the chemo for a month now, right? Okay. Yeah, a month. And um, I had my CT scan, so I've been scanned. I've been X-rayed. Okay. No superpowers yet. I'm waiting for that. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm very disappointed with all these treatments that have gotten no superpowers. Seriously, no lab yeah, accidents or anything. It's been like, wait, what the hell? X-rays. I mean, come on. Chemo. Uh-huh. They're, they're pumping so much stuff. Something bound to happen. You know, I'm not climbing the walls. I'm not seeing through things anymore or anything anymore. Shh. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> My X-ray vision disappeared. Um, no, <laughs> no, but it's. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in that. I'm, I haven't gotten any superpowers from this. I can imagine. See, mm-hmm. that that would upset me as well. Going through all of that and nothing, nothing to speak of afterwards. It, it would have made it a little bit more worthwhile, you know, to get to get cancer and go through all this fun stuff, and then you come out with, and I can, you know, climb walls or something. You know, would that be kind of cool? I'm going to be climbing the walls because of isolation. Well, it's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> so how you doing? I'm all right. Today was a good day at work, which I have not been able to say in a very long time. Oh, nice. Uh, but recently, within the past couple of weeks, they've <clears throat> they've changed up our work areas. Okay. And uh, and so I lost a section of the zone that I used to have, mm-hmm. and but I picked up part of another one. Uh, but they they've They've done this because they're bringing more inspectors on board. We went from 26 to 28. Okay. And so they've kind of shrunk zones in certain areas, stretched them out in others. They've kind of changed things around. They're trying to basically balance the workload across all of the inspectors differently now that we have these two new people. So, so is, this, is, this a, is this a partisan 
It's not a gerrymandering or anything like that. No, this is not a po- this is not a political thing. <laughs> this is not a political no, thing. Thank God. I know. I just here's the thing. Here's the, I know, you know, seriously. I would love it if our political districts were written by the woman who handled our zone maps because she has this analysis. That talk about God bless the number crunchers because mm-hmm. this woman worked for months on this. So, and her name's Pam, and she's no longer with the city. She left the city after this was all done. That was like her last project was to get this done for the inspectors. Her, her big hurrah here. Is a good- <laughs> exactly. But what a what a, an amazing lady to start off with. Just a sweet lady. And um, and her husband has brought their children to FC3. Oh, nice. So so she she knows fully well what we up to. What, Extra what kudos we do. there. Then, she yeah. gets a kick out of that. Yeah. But um, she spent so much time developing this, and so it was all balanced. Nice. So there there are now... Seven inspectors for every quadrant of the city. Okay. So for the northwest, northeast, you know, so mm-hmm. all four quadrants of the city. There's now a supervisor for each quadrant instead of like a supervisor that overflows this group here. And then we had like three supervisors at one point. Now we have four. Okay. Okay. But each now each each supervisor has seven inspectors. Each inspector has a well balanced caseload, and it, it cut mm-hmm. out our, our. I think I went from like 370 cases I was working on to about 280. Okay. So. It's interesting, you know, yeah. and you can handle and, them better. You can t- you can focus more, and, and yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm so used to working cases, working cases, going to inspections, working cases. There are days where my my active list for the cases I have to get to that day is like thirty to forty cases. Wow, and I'll get to maybe fifteen to twenty of them in any given day mm-hmm. because that's the time I have for. Right now, <clears throat> lately, my caseload has been thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Okay with three or four inspections as, as per usual. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to cover those inspections. <laughs> I've had three days now lately where by 3.30 in the afternoon, I've run out of things to do. Wow. So I'm able to now focus on the proactive projects and I can start reviewing permits better. So I, I was sitting at my desk this afternoon going over this this total rebuild of this guy's front porch over on one of the streets nearby me. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like looking at all the details and I had time <laughs> to be able to look at the details and nice. like, is that code compliant? Wait, no, I didn't like, and I'd call people on the permit counter. Hey, I'm finally getting a chance to review this thing. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Oh yeah, we thought that was okay. And I'm like, all right, well, if you signed off on it, then shit. But you so, have a manageable workload now. Exactly. To be able to do that and to be able to step back and take a breath and go, okay, um, I have... I have to, I have time to focus now. This is really kind of neat. Yes. So that's we'll nice. see if that sticks. We'll see if that sticks up because here's the other the 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 other shoe to the drops mm-hmm. is there are I was just told this during a meeting this morning sixteen hundred and thirty seven certificate of occupancy cases that are now finally getting processed from when City Hall shut down last year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there might be a big influx coming. Yes, I think they did. The, they finally put this into into motion so that we would not be completely tsunamied okay. with paperwork. So they're going to start releasing that in the next couple of weeks. So I'm expecting that 280 cases to probably jump to maybe back to the 380 I'm used to for a mm-hmm. little while. But the thing about certificate of occupancy cases, mm-hmm. if there aren't like dramatic show stopping things going on with a house, and really 10% chance that there is, mm-hmm. so 90% chance I'm going to be able to get it out of the way in a month. Okay. So. You know, these are not these are not long-standing situations. Right. It's it go through the house, find the things that need to be fine-tuned. You know, a half of my zone is still within the high-risk area, so I'd have to do lead dust wipes at the end of it, mm-hmm. make sure there's no lead hazards. The other half is all 
you know, the, the, the demographic numbers say that there's not an issue here, so we won't do testing there. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. You know, done in a month, off and running. There so it's going to be interesting, though. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that for damn sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, versus my work, I'm just swamped all the time. I've never, I don't, I don't think I've had really a, a break in years mm-hmm. because uh, there's just so much going on all the time, and there's always stuff that has to be done now, and you know, because we, because we're dealing, we have to deal with government mandates and things like that, and you know, oh, fun. you know, because because you know we're done, you know, payroll, so tax laws change all the time. That everything, you know, every state does everything differently, you know, and so we have to deal with all that, and you know. Like, we're dealing with this, like this California has a mandate. Now we have to adjust for that. And it's like, Oh yeah, it's always an adventure. So yeah, I'm never bored. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was, cause I, I would like to be able to get ahead and catch up and, you yeah. know, and there's some stuff I want to do. I wanted to, to take, do some more training and stuff. I need some more sort of certifications and I just don't have, there's not enough hours in the day. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough. And I mean, now this is not a common thing. This is like the first time in twelve years that I felt like, wow, I'm I'm almost on top of everything. Right. You know. But at least you have this brief period. You know, hopefully it's not too brief, but at least you have this period right now. So right, enjoy it what you can. Myself. Exactly, brace <laughs> myself and get ready for what's next. Yes. So, Do you, have you watched the Olympics at all? I have not. No. Which is astounding for me because I remember growing up as a kid. The Olympics were my favorite thing on the mm-hmm. planet. Yeah. You know, watching the Winter Olympics was was preferable to okay. watching the Summer Olympics, but I would still watch the Summer Games as well. Mm-hmm. And for me, the Olympics started losing its luster when ABC lost the coverage. When NBC took over, I did not like the way they did it. I not, did hmm. not like the way they did the delays, the way they processed things, the way they would split things up and schedule stuff. Mm-hmm. I also felt like I was losing touch with the athletes and the personal stories, which I, as even as a, as an adolescent and a young teenager, I thought that was the best part getting mm-hmm. to know these people. Yeah. So I could really feel like rooting for them was more than just, Oh, they're wearing the American flag. So I got to root for them. Right. Cause they, they've got, they each have a, you know, to get to the Olympics, they've had to go through yeah. a lot of stuff. Mary Lou Retton, the, the Olympic mm-hmm. gymnast yep. when, when she was a huge in the eighties, we, she was everybody's best friend. We knew everything about this girl. We knew yeah. where she'd gone to school. We knew, we know how long she'd been in gymnastics. We knew what her family was like. Hmm. You know, we saw what she liked, what she didn't like, you know, and they'd catch her out on the night on the town with her friends, <laughs> you know? So when this girl hit the freaking floor, you know, everybody in America knew who she was. Right. And, and so that was kind of neat. And while they still do some personal interest stories, it really feels like it's TikTok version thereof, like it's a cut piece. It's like it's it's processed. It's not personal. There's no touch there. It's just churn it through and go. And, and or, but I also been, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said they have a lot. Of, I mean, there's so many different aspects of it now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could. I mean, I can see like on the main. Like if you tune into like the NBC, the the main one, you're seeing some of the main sports and everything. But as you go on online and you tune into some of the other stuff, you see. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I still have it on a lot right now. Yeah. I mean, I watch some of the highlight reels in the morning, mm-hmm. but I really haven't had the time to just kind of sit down and go, I'm going to sit down and watch this. I might do that tonight. I don't know. See what's yeah. not, what, well, what kind the, of coverage is available. The timing is weird because I think tonight you get live stuff that's Wednesday morning. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the half a world away right, thing. Right. And it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Some of it's recorded, some of it's live. Like, especially get later on in the night. Yeah. You're getting some live stuff from Wednesday. So we're getting, when, when we're going into the future. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. To this day, I still think my, my favorite games were the Sarajevo games because I think that's really when I spent the most time really learning and paying attention and understanding it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the win- the Sarajevo Winter Games, and and so I watched a lot of figure skating, and suddenly became an expert figure on figure skating commentary. Even though me on skates would be highly dangerous, oh, to even I, I wouldn't even try it. Yeah, you know, but I also <laughs> learned a lot of you know about the bobsled, and of course hockey, and you know, just you mm-hmm. watching a lot of that stuff that happened. I to this day still maintain that in, as far as the Winter Olympics are concerned, ice dancing is not a sport that should be. <laughs> Get rid of ice dancing because yeah, that's ridiculous. There's a few things, you know. The <laughs> I don't get the synchronized diving. Yeah, you know, because I, I watched that a little bit the other day, and like, you know, I don't really, I don't know. It's just like, okay, you guys can time yourselves well together, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. There's some ones that some, and they got you know the skateboarding this year, and that's kind of neat to see that it helps draw the younger crowd. Yeah, in it's, and, an, it's and, interesting. And something I, to look forward to. I like seeing the variety of stuff. You know, I saw like the end of the triathlon with the woman from woman from uh, Bermuda. Is it Bermuda? I think won it, and she was you know unexpectedly, and she was just so. It was just uh, I I love seeing you know the, the joy the, the joy on some of these on these faces and like there's one the one guy who finished uh, I don't know he was just uh, I forget which one but they're just they're so far ahead you know, they almost they almost slow down to walk across the finish line because it's like oh my you know just yeah oh my gosh and it's, it's you know those those individual sports are almost more I mean it, it's it, it's definitely more personal for the people versus like yes, all, the other teams but I mean it's all just amazing I mean this, these people are you know these accomplished I don't know but yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I've been, I I watched it. I I have it on most of the time now. Okay. Um, just you know, because it's just to, to to tune into whatever's there and just to see, you know, you get to sample different sports you don't normally do. You know, watching rugby the other day and you know and <laughs> whatever else is on. And <laughs> I really enjoy rugby. I never thought I was ever going to say that, but um, I remember it was not too too long ago but it had to be like four or five years ago erica and i wound up we were channel surfing and we ended up watching a rugby world championship with the new zealand all blacks versus their rival from canberra australia or something i can't remember (laughs) exactly where they were from and we got into it and the commentators were amazing because it was almost like they anticipated that new people were watching the sport for the first time because they were very careful to they didn't inundate you with education to not bore the the veteran mm-hmm. you know viewers but they were able to say little things make little comments and and of course the New Zealand All Blacks these guys they're amazing amazing athletes but they also do that the, the haka and everything beforehand and <laughs> they get into the whole chant and everything oh and it's just so wild to watch them wow. in action you know and, and it was just so much fun to watch um so I, I kind of i don't go out of my way to find rugby but if i see it on i will stop and watch because it does entertain me to this day hmm. and it's just so interesting to see the athleticism of these guys they mm-hmm. really kill each other and they're not wearing pads like football players right. they're just going after each other and it's it's and they get right up they bounce right back up there's no whining or bitching or pissing or moaning they just get right back to it mm-hmm. it's like wow this is this is impressive to watch mm-hmm. um but where was i going with that I was going somewhere with that. 
I don't remember anymore. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> yes. Are you watching it in the background? I see you keep turning every so often and looking. Might be on TV, yeah. Might be on TV at the moment. <laughs> well, it's getting into the prime time. The prime time starts at 8, you know, the prime time coverage. Oh, I so. see. I see. But, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I'm not engrossed in it, but I just like to see what's going happening and try to keep what's going on. And Last mm-hmm. I saw, I think we were up in the metal count. Let me see. What are we, what are we doing here? Which is now? tradition these days. Well, we were close. I mean, Japan, well, for a while, Japan had more gold than us. So right, oops, the metal. So right now, this is so this is right now uh, Tuesday night, September twenty, September, July twenty seventh. July twenty seventh. Yeah, Japan has ten golds. We have nine golds. Okay. But overall medals, we have twenty five. So we're leading with overall counts, but Japan is leading with the number of golds. Can I tell you what I'm most excited for? The 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 story that has got me the most happy about this particular games. Okay. The Philippines' first gold medal, that that young woman in the weightlifting competition. Okay. Oh, my God. It just – the Philippines – I think the Philippines only won like three or four medals beforehand, and they were like silvers and bronzes in various competitions. This was the first gold medal in Philippine Olympic history. Philippine, And this girl went to town. I watched the entire sequence of her – of her lift mm-hmm. and she just left, you know, you know, the, the cliche, you're leaving it all on the table. Yes. She threw it in there. You could just see the determination in her face. It, you, you could actually like, if it were a video game, you would see like break effect over her head <laughs> pop up. Like she was, she was going for it. Like there was no, there was no turning back. There was no, this was not going to fail. She was bound and determined and she dug in. And when she lifted it up, and, and cleared it and her arms are up in the air and she dropped the weights and just broke down because she knew she had done it. Mm-hmm. And it was just so pure. That's what I love about these things is the yeah. purity of the moment. Well, that's like the, 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 when I say the women's triathlon, the woman from, mm-hmm. Bermuda, from Bermuda. I think Bermuda mm-hmm. is the smallest country that's won a gold right now. Nice. Um, you know, but it was just the, the joy, you know, unexpected. She wasn't, she wasn't a favorite or anything like that, but she, you know, and just yeah, the, the like you said, the joy and everything, just the the accomplishment these people have done in front of the world. You know, in front of the world, the world stage. The biggest I, it's, stage. it's great stuff. Yeah, and me, I can. Be, I, I'm I'm up to 15 minutes on the rowing machine before I have Ooh. to stop. Yay! <laughs> I had stopped rowing for a while because I just was. It was time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the time. Yeah, but I jump. I started jumping on it again recently. Yeah, and I've worked my way quickly up from eight minutes. Was mm-hmm. my maximum to fifteen, and but I'm that, hoping that by, I'm hoping by the convention I'll be up to twenty to thirty. But that fifteen minutes or whatever, you know, it's a it's a small part of your day, and it makes a big difference. So. Yep. God, I got scrawny ass arms. Look at that. I, I always have. Got, I get. I don't have any upper body. I saw. You're a leg man. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a leg. Yeah. That's what she said. Oh gosh. I know. Um, seriously. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. So that's 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 what I've been spending some time on. At least, at least it's on in the background, and, mm-hmm. and the kids will sometimes sit and watch it with me. So at least I'm trying to get them a little bit of stuff there. So well, that's good. Yeah, you know, some experience. What's you know, see, see what's going on in the world in different sports, and you know, we we're watching a little ping pong the other day, and because uh, they. Zach likes to play ping pong, and mm-hmm. we're watching the Olympic players. Is like, wow, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that scene in Forrest Gump where it's just like bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my word, <laughs> yeah. 
Them playing ping pong is a little different than us playing ping pong. Yeah. Uh huh. Let's all get drunk and play ping pong. <laughs> oh gosh, the Simpsons. So, oh uh, wow. Yeah. What else you got going on? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I told you that September 9th is when my next surgery is. Are you going to be in the hospital for like another week? That, um, he said probably a few days, two or three days, probably. Okay. Um, you know, so he said the surgery itself is only an hour or two versus the you know, four or five hours, the last one. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a, you know, much smaller surgery than the last one. It's still, you know, okay. but you know, so basically he's, uh, cutting open my, uh, around where my stoma is. It's what it's called the stoma where my intestines popping out of my, my stomach there, cut that gotcha. out, put them back to put it back together and stick it in my stomach and, and and I'm gonna have a hole, a little hole there because he said they don't fill in the hole. That you, but it, it, that's a basic because if they they tried that before and uh, it gets infected and stuff like that, so they basically leave oh, it I see. not all the way open, but partly open to so it can then eventually heal and mm-hmm. hopefully close up mostly. I, I don't know if Neosporin can fix that. <laughs> no, and, and I thought that keep, that, <laughs> keep that packed, wrapped, and stuff, or packed, whatever. And um, but I think a lot of the hospital stays making sure that I, I can poo. You know, it's all a, it's all about the poo. Yeah. It's all about the poo. <laughs> Make sure I get that crap out of me. You know, in oh, the God. right way and everything. So, <laughs> have they been coaching you as to what to expect, what you're going to have to do, how to train yourself? He he gave me some stuff. I mean, everybody's different. I mean, right. I mean, my mine is on is on more of the fringe of it because they had to cut out so much. You know, mm-hmm. my my you know they cut out pretty much the the rectum, you know, the whole rectum there, and that's and that's where the poo is stored. You know, right. So that's that's your little container there. So my my bag I have sitting outside that was basically the bag inside that you know kept it all. You mm-hmm. know, so when that would get full, you know, then you know you get the pressure to push it out. So now it could be, you know, he said, you know, expect accidents, which is always good to good to know when you're, you know, our age and you know it might have to you know revert to childhood kind of thing. But he said especially yeah. especially at night, you know, when your body's relaxed, there's there's mm-hmm. a higher chance of that. Um, now, is that something you can train yourself out of, or just something that's going to be the case? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's it's it's. He said, expect up to probably six months to kind of get used to your body type of thing, what your body's going to, how it's going to react, and how it's going to, you know, and maybe have different foods, you know. But he said, you know, he's seen, you know, people have had, you know, they might have to be in the bathroom for an hour, and then they don't have to go for two days, you know, kind of thing, you know, because oh, just Jesus. it depends on. You know what it is, um, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, right now I, I I take Imodium every day, which you know thickens up your your stool basically. And I might have to stay with that to keep it, you know, or, or to eat more stuff that you know thickens up my stuff so it doesn't flow out type of. You know, it's it's a whole bunch of stuff, you know. So he said, you know, it's, shitty it's, conversation. It is. It's just you know, it's just down in the shit. It's just all crap, you know. Now, it, now and I think I've I. I asked half-heartedly almost joking early on in the conversation that's great thank you you got your yeah i saw that as soon as you picked it up and i saw it come into frame like oh he's gonna squeeze that yeah that's great (laughs) now i know i asked you this kind of half-heartedly you know light half lightheartedly has anybody said to you that there are organizations labs that are working on fucking bionic rectum or or some sort of prosthetic some sort of artificial piece i mean we have artificial hearts artificial 
you know, so they're even working on like an artificial pancreas of all things. Artificial you know. rectum. You know, like an actual, like, is this in development that could be possibly used to give you a more normal lifestyle down the road? I don't think so. I mean, I, I just did a search for a rectum and it talks about the sphincter. Mm-hmm. So the, the the sphincter was the part, you know, the sphincter would, would actually hold everything in. Yeah, that's the doorway. Yeah, so they, he was worried about that where um, where it was. There's a pen. Let me see. An illustrated artificial rectum. Let me see. Um, <laughs> boy, the stuff you could find here. There is a conversation that we're having at the moment that's making me a little uncomfortable. I won't and, lie. No, and I'm an, <laughs> implantable device for selectively controlling defecation has an outer body defining on one end of flange that is surgically attached with the patient's anus and her tissue adjacent to the anus. Connector. Wow. Hmm. Wonder, let me see. This was a, a patent that was filed in 2003 and anticipated expiration in 2023. Huh. There's a whole bunch of stuff here. I'm guessing it didn't happen, but um, you know, so the, the, the concern, first of all, was that it was too close to the sphincter because you couldn't tell until it was in there. Um, and that also that because of how much he had to take out, that there wouldn't be enough left to be able to attach. So we got past those, those areas where there's enough, you know, basically, you know, cut out the chunk of your colon and pull, pull the rest of it in and attach it to you. You know, so mm-hmm. you said my, the sphincter muscles look good. Uh, so, okay. they go, so they, they're functioning, you know, that, that problem is, I have, you know, I have some control down there, basically, kind of thing. So that was that was the biggest, the biggest question there, because if if it was any closer, then I might not have been able to reattach at all, which okay. means I would have been stuck with the bag for the rest of my life, which you know Oof. isn't. It's I mean, people, a lot of people, a lot of people do it, I mean, and it's the, in that case they would have, I think they would have done this at the, they would have done it not at the bottom of my small intestine, but at the bottom of the large intestine. So the bottom of the large intestine be more like just your normal, you know, your normal consistency poo. So, you know, once a day or whatever, or, you know, whatever your normal amount is versus what I have now, which is, you know, four to five times a day, I have to empty, empty it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, if it was a permanent thing, I, I I'd assume it would be more at the, you know, at the end of the bottom of the large intestine. So, but yeah. So, anyways, this is kind of crappy. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation stinks, Chris. Um, I'm telling you. How are you, how are you feeling though right now? How are you feeling? Feeling okay. Um, I had I had my I CT scan on. I said I had CT scan on Monday. I won't know the results of that for a couple of days probably. Um, I go to me. I go to my oncologist, my medical oncologist on Friday just for a checkup. Okay. Um, he's got some blood work done for that. So they make sure that things are recovering. It looks like some of my blood numbers are still a little low, which is why I can tell that because of my energy levels when I'm running. But, um, you know, so it, it, I've gotten to judge, you know, I can tell where things are just by my running. Um, it's better, it's better, you know, after a month of off no chemo, it's better, but I know it's not where I was before. Okay. Um, but overall it, it, I feel okay. You know, I'm just It'd be, I just can't wait to get rid of this, this bag that's tied to my stomach. <laughs> I can imagine. You know, it's just, it's just, it's not. Actually, no, let me take that back. I can't imagine. I, I mean, yeah, I, I can no show you. want to see it? Like, you have to... <laughs> that, that's quite all right. It's just the bag. <laughs> it's just the bag. I mean, I can, the, ba- the bag looks like 
so I'm not sure the one I'm wearing, but the bag just looks like this. So it's just this uh-huh. this, this bag, and has oh, this, I see it. Okay, has this connector there, and there's another part of it that sticks to my stomach. Uh-huh. So the, there's the the whatever they, the the whole thing they call an appliance, whatever they call the appliance. But they have the bag and they got the all these names. I know, like, but so I I stick the one part to my stomach and this goes over it and it's attached to it. And then you know the, this has a opening at the bottom and you empty it out and stuff like that. And it's you know it, and it's not too much problem. You just have to make sure that you put it on right. Um, make sure that you clean it when you change it, make sure that it looks healthy. No, it doesn't, it looks healthy and everything. Make sure there's no weird things going on with it. Make sure that you, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you have to have it tight around it because your poo is kind of not toxic, but it's, it'll it'll harm your skin. It'll, you know, give you rashes and stuff because of the, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, you know, it's just got to make sure this stuff is, is there. And it's just kind of a, you know, and you know, it's I can poo standing up. You know, if I have to. Well, I tell you, now that's <laughs> the win right there, my friend. I spend a lot less time in the bathroom because you know it, it comes out all day long, and then I just empty it when it's full. You know, it's been... <laughs> but it also makes noise sometimes, which is interesting. You know, sometimes it, it you know gas comes out of your body. It, it doesn't come out your butt, but it, you know, normally does. It comes out, you know, my. My stomach there. <laughs> so, anyways, we should probably, let's change subjects. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'm sure this is very fascinating for everybody. Shall we do a, a jarring, sh- jarring change of course and say, have you seen Black Widow yet? I have not seen Black Widow yet. Tiny and I got to see it when it first came out, the day it came out. And I got to tell you, it was definitely worth it. I've heard that good things about it. And I thought about mm-hmm. um, if I can't make it to the theater, like, at least um, running it at home, whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to I definitely want to see it. It's just I have not been able to see it yet. It, it was a fun movie. And introducing Florence Pugh as um, as Yelena Belova, the, mm-hmm. the, the adopted little sister. Mm-hmm is inspired she was fantastic she carried a lot of the movie and she was definitely not a she was not your usual sidekick kind of a character she was just as 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 potent of a warrior to begin with okay but her sense of humor and her upfront you know nature about everything she's very just very straightforward about everything and it but florence brought this this tenor to the character and I tell you, the whole oh, the whole theater fell in love with her almost immediately. Okay. Upon her arrival on screen, I mean, it's just the little one-liners and the comments and the observations. She was a really interesting character, and I, I have a strong feeling she's going to be uh, she's going to be a healthy part of the MCU for a little while to come yet. Okay. You're going to see a lot of that girl, and I'm going to enjoy it. Awesome. Yes, there's so much going on with with Marvel and everything, with all the different mm-hmm. shows, and you know, they're talking about. Well, they're talking about there's this future of movies with the you know our society because they said I guess it was a big drop for the second week for that movie. Yeah, but I mean it's such a it's still such a different environment than we're not back to pre-pandemic times. No, and I don't think we will be for a long time to come. To be honest, now with this whole Delta stuff going on. Oh, this Delta variant is making me a little nervous. I got to tell you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. The, I guess the CDC has already said there's going to be masking protocols already back in place, even if you're vaccinated. They're starting to, I don't know if they've officially recommended them, but they've, they're at least talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just because a bunch of morons just can't go with it. They can't freaking join in and just help. I don't, 
understand. I don't understand a lot of things. One one idiot made it a political situation. Instead of addressing it as a health crisis, Mm -hmm. he turned it into a political situation. And because of that is where we are right now. I don't understand the mindset of these, these followers. Yep. The people who are just blindly following and not using logic and using knowledge. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm too practical to understand it, maybe. Yeah. that's un- I, Unfortunately, you and I are not equipped to actually be able to understand it. I can't imagine being that blind to everything to just accept it and just and say this is this is right this is the right thing to do i i don't know but i couldn't but we got lots of people that are proof that that, that are, that's happening so yep and some of them are elected politicians so you know it's oh, <laughs> just horrible but you know have you seen it's interesting lately how in the past week now fox news after 18 months of bashing and bashing and bashing have suddenly they're they're pivoting and now they're all about convincing people to get the vaccine and to be a part of things. I know some of them are not all of them are right. I mean, the, the opinion, the, majority, the, the well, Peter opinion guys are not, are they? Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got a couple of guys that are still the entrenched idiot, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are, you know, Fox news. I'm starting to see it where they're putting out press releases and whatnot saying, Hey, we're really into the vaccine idea. We've always supported vaccine. Mm-hmm. No, you haven't shut up. Which is, which is, which is also weird because Trump got the vaccine. Yes, he did. After getting sick. Yeah, and they, I, 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 yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't you understand. Know? You know, and the whole, the whole, the, yeah, I don't want, you know, they don't tell me to control my body, but you're telling women to, con- you know, they, you're going to control their bodies by, you know, abortion and stuff. Oh, let's not even. You know, it's just, oh, okay, we, oh. we got to, okay, not go political we're, here. We're, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the thing is, is we already, we already spent a half an hour, we already spent a half an hour on your ass. I know. Yeah. <laughs> other asses, we got to talk about something else. Yeah, I know. We we danced across uh, Black Widow for a little bit. Um, how about them Legos? Let's play with Legos. Legos. <laughs> Legos. I, I, I want to get the space shuttle set. Oh, I do too. I oh my that. god! I, I was so tempted. Then they they had to put money away for my my to put the cat down. But um, yeah, I feel bad about that. I'm sorry about how how old was Socks? She about she was about nineteen. Oof, that's a good I, run for a kitten. Oh, and there she is. Yeah, in a box. In a box. Well, I mean, she, it's a, she's living in a box. Yeah, I mean, they they put it in a nice little nice wedding box. Oh, there. see, it's that's a, nice. That's know, a really I, well carved little. Light yeah, it's it's a nice little it's a nice little box, and I, I, I remember it. socks fondly. She was a sweetheart. She was she was a, a low maintenance cat. She was not. She 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 was there. She always loved to be pet. She would always purr, and she was always. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first got her, she was a skittish little thing, and she would always hide because she was mm-hmm. a she was a feral cat when I got her. Okay, and she would she had just had a kittens, and Diana had um, acquired her and a couple another cat, and she got and so she got the them spayed them fixed, um, and then socks or the other cats didn't get along with socks for some reason, which I don't understand because socks is just. But, um, so she got, she handed socks off to me back in 2004 and socks is mm-hmm. probably a couple years old about that time. We're not sure about her exact age, but she probably figured she's probably about a couple years old at that time. So 2004. Mm-hmm. So I had her for about 17 years and then you figured another year or two on top of that. So 18 Jeez. or 19 years old. So she was, you know, she, she had a good long life and towards the end, you know, I said she weighed just barely over four pounds when I 
when I, you know, at the last visit there mm-hmm. and she, and she was usually around 10 or 12 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Poor thing. but you know, I was there with her at the end and she was purring and, you know, but yeah, she was, she was overall a good cat I and mean, she wasn't, she wasn't, she wasn't a big player or anything like that, but she would, you know, if you sat down next to her, she'd, she'd cuddle up next to you and she'd purr away and she'd just sit mm-hmm. there for hours and let you pet her and everything versus cats I got now. They're not too, uh, into that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rocket doesn't let me touch him much, and, no. and Zoe might. I can pet her for a few minutes, and then she's out of here. She's she's got too much going on, you know. But yeah, so yeah, so I. But that was so the the expense I would have spent on legos I spent on putting socks down and taking care of socks there. So, mm-hmm. how um, much is that space shuttle set? It's two hundred. Oh, that's not too bad for one of those big collectors. It's sets. a big, it's a big set. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I saw. I mean, I saw the size, but like, okay, it's bigger than I thought it was. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, you know, they they talked about potentially a, a bigger DeLorean coming out, which I I want that. If they do oh, that, boy. it's like I think that'd be a hundred and fifty dollars set or something like that. So, but because I got the little one, I got the yeah. Remember when you got the little one? I got the little one here. Yeah. You know, which is which is pretty cool. You know, it, the, you know, it does other stuff, but they get the. Oh, I saw the this thing for the bigger one. It's like, oh, uh-huh. that look, it looks really cool. So if they come out with that, I have to get that. I finally built that space buggy. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, where is that? What did they call it? That one came out nice. That's a good sized one. Oh, cool. You know, and it's got the. Yeah, you know, it's got the little hook where it has the little probe that hangs out with it. Oh, nice! And then you can—it's got the side entry door. Oh, wow! And it's got a whole cabin in there. Yeah. So it's kind of neat, and then and the the wheels do the the pivot thing for <laughs> mm-hmm. some sort of suspension, the rudimentary suspension. And it yeah. rolls nice too. To go over the different stuff, yeah. I have somewhere I have um the, the, a rover, one of the rovers. Okay. Somewhere in one of my boxes packed away somewhere because I have too much stuff. Um, but yeah, one of the rovers that was designed by one of the people who built the actual rover. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. So I, I love this, the sets like that. You know, these, these, some of these idea sets and everything. So yeah, the, the, yeah, the space shuttle. I want the big, the big Ghostbusters car too. That's to, to oh, the Ecto. Oh, did you see the trailer today? Oh my gosh. Yes. For afterlife. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait to see that movie. It looks oh. like it's going to be a barn burner. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it just the, they get better and better each each time they they show one. You know, they. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, what was the the last line? I forgot the last line was it. And now it was. Um, it, it sounded like it was Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Oh, I said we're we're closed. Sorry, we're closed. It, and it, closed. it didn't even yeah, look it, like it was like an office. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a shop. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I think it was Dan Aykroyd. But yeah, yeah. But, but when he said that, it's like yeah, you know the voice. Like oh, <laughs> I'm dying to see how this works. How this film works out. I I hope it's good. I really do because I mean they're they're kicking butt with these trailers as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. That's exciting, but I want yeah the ecto the ecto set they have is pretty is I mean, um, my, my boss at work has it. He said it was really cool. They did a really excellent job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost bought it over Christmas, but then they sold out. And so I have I have the little one. I have the, the little the little one again. I have the little one. And I want the bigger one. <laughs> size, size matters, Chris. <laughs> I, well, that's that's sometimes I'm told that, but... especially with Legos. The bigger sets are, are cooler. There, there you go. <laughs> 
That's all. Go. That's all I'm talking about. Really. That's all it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, I, I I forwarded you to a TikTok of this this guy. He's, a, he's really tall. I don't know how tall he is, but he's, he's all stuff about his height, and he's he's funny. Um, it's just his presenting of it because people always ask him stand in front of this or his last one i just said you know go go uh go to a mini cooper shop store and and, and shop for a mini cooper <laughs> and just see him stand next to this car the car looks like a toy car next to him yes yes <laughs> and you see him trying to get into the car <laughs> oh my gosh I, there are some clever people on tiktok i swear oh my gosh it, it is there is a a very interesting world out there, everybody. Yeah. And TikTok a, has definitely been an interesting glimpse into the world, as it were. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of stuff that isn't... There's a lot, a big variety of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some good, some bad, and just, just, yeah, whatever you're interested in, there's something out there. You know, I've got... You know, I, I, there's a bunch of them. A couple with the model trains, and you know, a bunch of a lot of Lego guys I follow to see what they do, which is amazing. You know, some master follow some master builders. You know, it's just you know, it's just crazy what they come up with. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an amazing world. Legos will save the world, I think. Legos, <laughs> you know, I, you're maybe not wrong. That's mm-hmm. the thing. They help spark the imagination. When the the world starts opening up, I really hope that people start going out and exploring it. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, I I don't remember. I think it was a Mark Twain quote that travel is the enemy of ignorance. Or something along those lines. It's more than just, there's so much out there to see. And if you open your mind to it, travel can change how you look at the world. You know, and uh, I, I would wish that upon my fellow Americans that they actually go out and explore the world around them and really see their their part to play in it. Okay, here's, here's the Mark Twain quote. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. And many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Wow. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard that before, but I, I have not. It's been a long time since I've heard the full quote, and I know I've heard some paraphrased paraphrased versions of it over the years. But you know, it's yeah, yeah. it makes perfect sense. I mean, I it really does. I mean, I I feel like I've traveled through books a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's valid. That I think in my, you know, I haven't done a lot of extensive traveling, but in, I feel like all my reading has helped to open my mind, you know, because okay. I, I read about you know different worlds or different whatever, and just reading in general, if you, I, I, you know, I do a lot of fantasy, a lot of science fiction. I do a lot of what, you know, like John Grisham and Grisham and Clive Cussler and Stephen King and you know just all a big variety of stuff. So I, you know, I've opening my mind in lots of different ways. But yeah, I like that Mark Twain quote. Isn't that something? Wait, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely based on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth 
all one's lifetime. Which is why we're the Church of the Wandering Dude, right? Bingo! There it is! <laughs> There's our connection. There it is. <laughs> the Church of the Wandering Dude, because we move around and we like this. We, we don't want to keep narrow-mindedness and everything. No, that's mm -hmm. it. You know, travel so, broadens the mind. So there, there we go, Mark. This is our. This could be one of our quotes for our, our church here. There you go. Uh, one of our, uh, not a commandment, but more of a. Uh, one of our lessons. A lessons, yes. Yes. This is you know, why we're the wandering. Why the church of the wandering dude? See, good, good call there, Chris. I, I, I thank you. Thank you for bringing this quote to my attention. I am glad I did. You've expanded my horizon. You, you. I am you, happy to. I am happy to share with you, my brother. I really am. Yes. But, Shit, I haven't seen that smile in ages, man. I'm look. I'm happy to see it. That, that you know. But yeah, it's. I mean, that's. It's true. I mean, if you. I mean, look at the areas which are more closed-minded. These people don't go out much. I don't think. No, God, no. You know, you get most the, of these, most of the, the most closed-minded parts of the of the country. I, I guarantee those people didn't even know. I don't know the world outside their own towns. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. That's the, the stark level of stupidity out there. Ignorance, willful ignorance. Ignorance. People who are ignorant to what is going on around them, and they like it that way. Right. How do you exist? Uh, why? How can you be happy with that? I don't you know. Even it's know. like how? How does that make you happy mm -hmm. to be close-minded and not appreciate the world around you and all of its craziness, all of its good and bad you know just the the world is just an there's such an amazing part you know amazing stuff going on in our on our planet here mm -hmm. and how can you just you know live in your own little bubble and keep closed-minded and i don't under i don't understand that and maybe that's because you know because i have always tried to keep an open mind about everything i've always you know the reading and everything you know i just my, my first book was mrs frisbee and the rats of nymph Oh, there you go. You know, that's one of the... That, I know that one. My mom would say that's one of the reasons why, you know, how I kind of taught myself to read or, or I got more interested in reading because she would read it to me and I got impatient waiting for her to, you know, to get to it. So I started, you know, reading it on my own type of thing. You know, and uh, the C.S. Lewis, The Chronicles of Narnia was one of, was one of my favorite series for the longest times. And I still enjoy it because it brings you to another world. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a lot of religious religious overtones with the Chronicles of Narnia, but it was the story was it was just you know it's a fantasy world, you know, magic and animals talk and whatever, but yeah, just your mind is open to these things, you know. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings, I mean, come on, you know, fantasy, it's just I can't imagine if I didn't bring that into my life, what would I have done? Mm -hmm. You know, what would I, I mean, I, I spent so much of my life reading. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. got to get back into it. I really, I keep, I you have keep a stack of that. books yes. that I would love to be, I keep saying it. You know what? After, after the convention's done and that is off our shoulders, mm -hmm. then I'm going to, I'm going to pick a book and I'm going to read it. Probably this one, this one that just, I just arrived yesterday. The Ballerina's Guide to Boxing by Abby Rosmarin. Hmm. I, I met Abby through uh, TikTok. Okay. 
I started following her on TikTok, and then I found her Instagram, and the two of us would chat from time to time. And she is an, an amazing human being. She's gone through a lot, mm-hmm. um, she, I, but she's an amazing human being, and I've grown to respect her uh, because she's helped me deal with, in her own way, mm-hmm. um, has helped me deal with a lot of the the nuances in the back of my, the, you know, the, the clutter in the back of my brain, mm-hmm. you know, the cobwebs and the bad things and the things that have kind of lingered. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and so she self-published that book mm-hmm. that I just showed you, uh, wrote it, self-published it and did everything. And so I, I sent some money. I got a, I paid for an autographed copy of it there you go. just to help support my friend. Basically is how I was looking at it, but yeah. I'm looking forward to, to reading this book. Yeah. And so this will be the first one that I, I okay. here, let me read the, um, after losing both her neighbor to suicide and her friend to a drunk driving accident, Lily A talented ballerina on the verge of going pro stuns everyone and quits ballet. Ostracized from her family and grappling with emotions that she can barely understand, Lily starts wandering her city and stumbles upon a boxing gym inside a repurposed fire station. Under the guise of working at a local coffee shop, Lily secretly begins training. What happens next is a summer of discovery, of adventure, and of learning what it means to be strong, to stand up for yourself, and to be part of a family. Does that not sound cool? That's yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And, and, and so I respect Abby as a writer. I think she's an amazing human being. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to reading her book and I will, that will be the first one I tackle after the show's over. And then this, this entire row <laughs> that I'm pointing at that yep. you can see, but nobody else can at the moment, those are all books I've never read. Wow. So I'm just going to kill them off. I'm going to go from left to right and just, just take them all out. I, I can't imagine having books that I've never read. It's amazing, but you're, my, my daughter and I suffer from the fact that we want to be good readers and we have these opportunities to pick up these great books and we pick them up and then we never get around to reading them. She mm. has stacks. She has bookshelves of books that she has not read yet. Wow. Which is driving her boyfriend bonkers, but it's <laughs> hilarious to watch the interaction. Um, but yeah, I've, and, and I've got even more books to the, to the other side over yep. here. I've got, um, I've got the three Isaac Asimov books that I've never read. <gasps> I know. And they're all foundation books. Oh. I'm going to get into the foundation in 2022. Oh my God. I love the foundation. I want to read it. I know again. that's your favorite series. I mean, I've been, and and I know that all the robot, all, I mean, you got the robot books, the foundation books. Yeah. Those are mm-hmm. one of my next ones. Um, and they're coming out in a, in a TV series soon, aren't they? Isn't it like yes. Amazon or something? One of, it's coming I, out with foundation. Excited and scared at the same time. Cause I, I know. I hope they do it right. Cause that is such mm-hmm. an iconic, series but you know I'm, I'm nervous because i mean yeah I, i'm 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 hoping they do it right because they they came out with a a shinara the the you know the shinara series for cherry brooks was one another one of my favorite series and they came out with oh a, yeah a series for that and they didn't quite it was an mtv throwaway series that everybody was pretty it wasn't I didn't like. I I liked it, but didn't like it. It, it was it was it, entertaining, it, but it, it it didn't go well with the books. You know, yeah. it, it, they they took the some of the concepts, but it wasn't. It didn't stick with the books enough. And they did it again with a another author, Terry Goodkind. They did um he did the Seeker books, which I I love the books that they're mm-hmm. very clever. They're very and they did a a, a series on it, and it wasn't. Again, it was if you if you've never read the books, it probably wasn't that bad. But if you read the books and you're trying to compare it to the books, it wasn't close enough to warrant it, kind of thing. Got it. You know, so it was another kind of. So it's 
I'm hoping they do it well, but I'm worried that you know how they they'll do it because it's hard based on books. You know, Amazon is doing the got the prequel to the uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, coming out, and that's I'm hearing mixed things about that, but it's, I'm, I'm it's good. because it's not going to be based on the book because there's no books that are based on it. Yeah. So it's well, gonna, there's material out it's there. Material. It's more like appendixes and yeah, stuff. It's, there's material, yeah. but it's not not the book, not the full story. So it's going to be interesting what they do with that. You know, and I, I I love that world, so I'm I'm curious, and I hope they're, they're spending a fortune on it, which I think is probably too much. But um, it's a sign that they at least want to take it seriously. So I suppose yes. that's something. Yeah, but I just hope they haven't spent too much on the rights for it to be able to pay for a good show <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I love i mean I, I i do listen to a lot of books mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to a series by pierce anthony again that i haven't listened i've done in a while the uh, the adept series it's called um you know, pierce anthony was another one of my favorite authors back again fantasy you know mm-hmm. it's just, it opens imagination I, and i love the fantasies that kind of cross over to our world um mm-hmm. a lot of pierce anthony's books did um, you know, like the Xanth books, I hear, I don't, I don't know how many you wrote at this point, like 30 or 40 of those or something, but you know, it's like a mirror uh, that crosses over to our, you know, our world and stuff. So it's, it's it brings you that connection, but it keeps you in the fantasy realm too. Um, but again, it opens your imagination. That's it. It, it helps. It helps you, your, your mind, helps your mind wander. Even if you can't wander, you know, mm-hmm. so you could be a wandering dude by just reading. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your Seriously. open mind. I, I get so trapped in, in everything, but that's also why I'm an avid gamer too, because yeah, but the, game, all the, the gaming does that too, though. I mean, that, yeah. that you're, that's, that's another way to open your mind. I mean, you, yeah. you bring yourself to different worlds. I mean, you're living right. kind of more living the world versus, I'm creating the story rather than reading the story in this right. case. Yes. You know? And it's interactive story and it's you don't know what's gonna happen next because it's not just you. You know, you're in a so, campaign. So I did a thing. I'm I'm in several campaigns at the moment. Mm-hmm. This is my it's I'm feeding my addiction as a gamer. Mm-hmm. And and so in the every other Sunday group when we're at Tanya and Randy's house, we're we're playing a game with Evan as the DM. And it's in 3.5 edition of D and D, and I've done everything in that that edition of D and D at this point. So I was looking for something different to play. So I, for the past year and a half, I've been playing a psionic character, a mental, a tel- telepath, you know, right. mental power kind of character. And this guy's been on a friggin' journey. I've had, no, I've been so up in the air with this. I'm like, oh my god, I, I, I was not, I was starting to like not have fun with it because every time I would try to tailor myself into a particular role, something else would happen and then just throw it all off and it never quite fit. Hmm. And then a, a series of magic items came my way. A series of things came my way. I was able to find, I found some different powers to kind of weed in and check, change some things up. He's really becoming pretty much uh, a psionic paladin. He's, he's almost like a Jedi. Okay. Right. I can protect myself with my, <laughs> my powers. I, I improve my attack with my powers. I found myself a holy you know, two-handed sword that is vorpal, so it cuts heads off on natural twenties, and it's it's so he's really he's starting to come into his own finally. And I had a very fun day playing with him the last time out about a week or week or two ago, and and he is a chaotic character. All right, okay. so he's a good guy. He likes to, he he wants to do the right thing. He wants to help people. He wants to protect. You know, wants to beat the bad guys. But he I I always pattern him a little bit after like River Tam 
and Robin Williams had a kid. Oh, jeez. Right? R- River Tam, the character from, from yep. Firefly, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams had a kid. So he's always, I don't know what I'm going to do with him until suddenly <laughs> things are happening and uh, this will be fun. <laughs> and and so I'm going to, we're, we're going to wrap up with this particular anecdote because this was just, I, I got the biggest kick out of this. Um, we, were, we were in the Underdarks, so we're, we're fighting drow elves, you know, the evil elves, ooh. And, um, Scott, our, our buddy, is playing a Minotaur Barbarian. Okay. Okay. Minotaur Barbarian. Okay. Oh. Eight feet tall, 500 pound with horns and a big, huge hammer. I mean, this thing is just, he's a monster. And he's on our side, which is amazing. That's good, yeah. All right. And here I am at about six foot one, 180 pounds. You know, I don't wear armor because I don't need to. Mm-hmm. And he's just running around the battlefield like a moron, just beating <laughs> on whatever gets in the way. So there was this, this caster, and she was just beating on us. I mean, seriously, this one, it was a drought elven cleric and she was just eating away at the, at the side. She, we were beating down the, the, the mooks, right? The, the mobs and whatnot, but she was really had given us a hard time. I managed to break out and I came running up uh, behind her and Evan's like, okay, attack her. And I'm like, all right, I roll to, I'm draping my arm around her shoulders and I want to leap into her arms saying, catch me, daddy. <laughs> sure enough it all comes to play out right so bam here i am being cradled by this priestess she's like what the hell is going on here and and they're all looking like where's the other shoe gonna drop what's the other shoe where where, how is where is this going to go because you've been i've been killing guys left and right with this great sword that i've been swinging why suddenly am i doing this well one of the powers that i have is called dimension swap which is a psionic version of a spell called benign transposition where you and an ally switch places. <laughs> what, did, what other character did I just tell you about? The eight foot tall, 500 pound minotaur barbarian. <laughs> so I dimension swap with Scott. <laughs> oh my God. I, I hear, I, he goes, he goes, okay, you're on the other side of the battlefield now. And all of a sudden you hear, ah, crunch. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> That's the shit that I can do in these. Ca- this is is why I love Dungeons and Dragons so much. When you can set up things, like, moments like this, teamwork, moments like this, just sheer chaos. This is why I love this game so much. What did you think about that? What's that? What the heck made you think about doing that? Well, I had taken I had taken Dimension Swap, but I hadn't had a chance to really use it yet for tactical purposes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have it in the inventory so that I could switch. So, because I knew I was faster and more mobile than Scott's Minotaur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and other people are just as deadly, but if you, you have to get them up close, like right. our buddy, Sean plays a moon elf rogue who is essentially a walking Cuisinart with his blades. Okay. Right. He gets the, he gets the sneak attack damage and everything. So my thinking is tactically, I picked up the ability so that I can move through the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Also, like, you know, Tanya is playing a monk and our friend Hunter, Evan's daughter, is playing a sorceress. And if the sorcerer gets in trouble, I want to be able to swap. Okay. So now I'm the one in trouble and the sorcerer is out of out mm-hmm. of harm's way. So those were the things that I was thinking about on a more practical level. Those yeah. are the things that I plan on doing more often is that tactical bouncing around the okay. battlefield, like Nightcrawler almost, like the mm-hmm. X-Men's Nightcrawler, yep. um, with the advantage of that I can swap places with other people. But then I have to also revel in the fact that I am chaotic. Good. That's my alignment is chaotic. 
good. And there's a certain level of there is, you're not quite sure what's going on in this guy's brain and neither is he, right? He's, he's, he thinks on an entirely different level. He's, he's a race came out of the psionic handbook of called Elan, which is basically he's humanoid, mm -hmm. but a humanoid that went through a psionic surgery. So he's functionally immortal. You lose two points of charisma right off the bat because you gain a certain level of social awkward because you're not really sure how to relate to normal human beings anymore. Right. Okay. And, and so I'm like, okay, I'm looking at all these, these pieces fit together. And I'm like, this guy is essentially a very athletic Sheldon. Okay. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Yep. And so there were times early on where I was channeling my inner Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock. Okay. You know, yep. and, and, or I was being just outright Sheldon. And, and then as, as the character has developed and he's found magic items that have boosted his charisma. So now he has leadership charisma, but he's still a little bit off, not connected <laughs> to reality. Yeah. You know, he's still, cause he's also got like this, you know, you know how on D and D you, you top out at 18 normally for your stats. Mm -hmm. 18 is like the best of the best, but then you can kind of use certain skills and magic to, to boost your, your, so his intelligence is a 26 right now. Okay. So functionally his IQ is like 260. <laughs> and, and so he thinks on an entirely different plane of existence. Like this man is so far beyond what I'm personally capable of as a player. So I manifest that in just being weird. <laughs> you, know? you know, if you come up with stuff like that, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, so that was, I'm planning on being as, as, as entertaining as possible with these things that I found, I find other problems there's going to be other powers that I'll be able to pick up over time. And I'm just like, Oh, this is just, I'm going to do what's weird. This, that's just, that's the rule is weird. You're embracing your weird. That's it. And that's why I love D and D so much oh. that I can see, do that. see everybody. This is, uh, this is what kind of stuff you can get into. If you play D and D, you can just, you can wander, wander the world without going anywhere physically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, open up your eyes and just, yeah. So that's our, our, our lesson for the evening is is to travel even if you are not physically able to. There are ways to travel. Yes. Books, music. Music is a big one too. Yes. Music it's, is, is I've, the, the I've language lost of the music so many times. Just you know, it helps get me got help get me through time, you know, sometimes and just yeah. Music. And if you want to talk D and D with me, I'm more than happy to chat. Chris D &D is always you. ready to talk D and D. He's still trying yes. to get me to one of these days is he get me to play it again. Yes. It's, it's, it's a goal. Yes, it is. It's one of my <laughs> life goals to get you at the D&D &D table and, again. And I'm sure it will happen sometime. It's just kind of trying to find the right time to do it. So, <laughs> but yeah. so that sounds like a, we'll, we'll, we'll end on that note for the evening. That's a good note to end on. Yes. Yep. All Don't right. forget to travel. Even if you can't physically travel, you can find ways to do that. Yes. You know, turn the TV off, pick up a book, listen to some music. You know, play a game, you know, and uh, and find a friend. Yeah. You know, don't ever don't you don't have to travel alone, right? But so. you can't travel alone. The, the books you can books books allow you to travel alone. Yeah, you can. You I know, mean, books. There are times where, but also, you know, if I if I read a book, I want to be able to share with you the the experience of having read that book. Okay. You know, I want to be able to talk about that book and explain why I liked it or why I didn't like it. Okay. So. I, I go through books so fast. Sometimes I, I don't have time to do it. With. I'm, you know, in 2022, I'm going to start on on New Year's Day in 2022 with the Foundation series. So I want you to tell me what the first Isaac Asimov book I need to read is, 
so I can start collecting these books now. I can't remember what. I don't know if it starts with the robot trilogy or if it starts with Foundation. I don't. I don't. Remember that. They complement each other, and towards the end, they kind of come together. Okay. Um, if you start with the robot series, it kind of it's more it's more near future, mm-hmm. and then the Foundation I go farther future. Um, but there is okay. a tie, so I think starting with the robot series would probably be okay. make, make sense. Okay. Um, I, I think it's the last time I read all the books I started off. I did it that way. I started off with the robot series because the robots. Right now, and, I have Foundation, Foundation, and Empire, and Second Foundation. Yeah. So there's the robot and Empire. The ro- uh, what are the? I don't even remember what the names of the which order they are. But um, let me see. Got my list here. Let's see. I I have a spreadsheet of all the books that I've almost all the books I've ever read. <laughs> oh my god. Let me see. I wonder how big it is. Let me see. It's still loading. Let me see. Right now there are there's a lot of there's a lot I haven't read because I've been reading a lot on Amazon, but this has this has almost two thousand books in it. Jesus, this, this list right here. Um, I can't even count. I I, I my I, I don't even touch a fraction. Of that. Yeah. So the the robot ones. Oh, there's also the pep ones. But the caves of steel, naked the naked sun, the robots of dawn, robots and empire are the robot books. Mm-hmm. And they kind of they chronologically they come before the foundation books. Do they share the universe then? Yes. Okay. So actually, they, I, I spoil spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. you know they 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 do come full circle kind of thing. Okay. At, at at the very end, but and I'm trying to remember what the because there's other these other books. Um, Pebble in the Sky stars like dust currents of space. Mm-hmm. I think they're in the same universe. Robots were written first. Well, no wait, so. Okay, so you know, Pebble in the Sky was one of his earliest, 1950. Um, Foundation written in 51. So Foundation, Foundation Empire, Second Foundation were written in 51, 52, 53. Um, and then other ones are written in the 80s. So they're they're all they're, yeah. I mean, but the, yeah, the I would read the robot. I just I'd like I look at the other one, the pebble in the sky and stuff. I look at those. I don't remember what I don't remember what those were about. But yeah, I start robots, and then there's seven foundation books. Hmm. Prelude, Prelude to Foundation, Ford the Foundation, Foundation, Foundation and Empire, Second Foundation, Foundation Edge. Are they easy to read? Because I'll tell you, Tolkien is is hard language to to. It's hard to read the Fellowship of the Ring. It really is because Tolkien was so deep into his language. So my my question is, how is Asimov to read? Well, I didn't have any problem, but um, it's they're fairly easy because they focus on typically they focus on just a couple characters. Mm-hmm. So I, I find it, you know, if they start bringing in like these large casts, I find it harder to follow some of the stuff sometimes. Okay. Um, a lot of the foundation books that focus on, you know, follow one person kind of thing. Um, like the the first, like the main foundation book, it focuses on Harry Seldon, who does a invents psychohistory, which is, you know, predicts the future type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but focus, but there's a him and another character. No, and the other, there's another, of course, other character, but it kind of follows this, you know, one around or follows the thing around. But I didn't find it too difficult. I mean, it's written in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they talk about technical stuff, but not that technical stuff. Um, and robots and the, the robot books, again, they're written in the 50s, and they talk about, you know, 
I think they're fairly easy reads overall. Okay. Just trying to think, but I think overall they're fairly easy to read. Okay. But yeah, but I'm definitely going to put those on my next ones. Now, unless something else pops up, I'm going to put those on my next list to read. Now that I've, they've came across them from something else too, but yeah. Yeah. I love those books. <laughs> it's kind of it's a kind of series that oh, I'm sad when it ends. I, I kind of wish you know it would have gone on farther, but it ended in okay. kind of a neat place. But I, I was excited. I liked the the end of the how they I liked the last book of the Foundation series because it was just the Foundation and Earth was the last one. But yeah, so yeah, reading reading's good. Reading is fundamental. I love read. I I say I'm always reading. Reading one book on the Kindle and I'm listening to one book on audiobooks. It's great. So I'm almost always doing that because sometimes I, you know, when I'm running, I'll listen to a book when I run, and you know, I'll read read during the day or on lunch or before bed and stuff like that. So best of both worlds. All right. So that's it. That's the that's the message of the day. Learn from that one, my friends. Yes. Expand your horizons. Travel in whatever way you can, if it's reading or actually physically traveling. Yeah. Seriously. And if you travel, we want to know about it. We want to know where you're going. Tell us about it. Show us the slides. We might want to go too. I do. I have a laundry list of places to go. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Well, then you be good. I'll talk to you soon. Definitely. I've got the version one of the panel schedule pretty much done. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's got some blank spaces in it, which I predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've got some room to work with. Yeah. So now at least we can see what we have to work with. Yes. Yeah. So I'll be able to start putting, uh, I'll be able to start publishing it probably early August. Okay. Yes. Everyone, the convention is coming. The convention is coming. The convention is coming. Da-da-da. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's less than two months away. Yep. We'll be okay. We'll be good. I think people are excited to to, to see what happens, or just I, to see each other. I I think so. I just I just like you know, I'm a little concerned for myself for the fact that I got surgery two weeks before the convention. Yeah, we'll, we'll find you a nice sure comfy that, place near a bathroom. Yeah, and then make sure August I get as much done as possible for August and everything. So, it's, yeah. but I, I'll be I'll be okay. It's just that it's, it's you know it's just like okay, well timing isn't the best, but. I was putting, I was going to put a spot where you and I were going to do a Dan and Chris save the world panel, but I'm like, I'm not sure your comfort levels with like being in public and being far away from the bathroom and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure how to set that up. Hmm. If you want me to, if you want, it's up to you, but let me know, you know, by the end of August, obviously how you think (laughs) you're going to feel about it. Yeah. I just trying to think uh, because it's plan accordingly. We can put something in and if you're not up for it, we'll just cancel it. I'm just trying to think about how much time I usually have during the convention. Mm -hmm. It it just goes by so fast for me. Yeah. For both of us. Yeah. Because we're always so busy. So I I mean, just to take the time out, but um, actually the the blue cross, I actually did take some time off and I watched, um, I watched the panel. And so that was actually weird. Mm-hmm. See, I'm so used to sit watching panels because I'm I'm you're running, you're hosting running them, running them, interviewing stuff yeah. like that, or at least trying to make sure they're behaving themselves in there. I'm always I'm always wandering around, making sure everything's running and everything. You know, make sure everything's mm-hmm. you know all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted there. So it was kind of yeah. weird to sit down for you know an hour and uh, like, oh wow, this is kind of you know this is fun. <laughs> I'm you got that opportunity. I really am. I'm hoping you get that again. Yes. So yeah, maybe so that uh, maybe we can do that. I don't know. 
right. Sounds well, good. We'll, we'll keep, I'll fit, keep you know what? I'll, like I said, I'll fit something into the schedule. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, we'll just cancel it. Just to think of what time of day would make the most sense. So, Well, you tell me what you think, and I'll make that happen. Might be a Sunday type of thing. Okay. So Okay, yeah. I like that idea. All right, my bubba. All right. We'll talk soon. Sounds good, my man. You have a great evening. You Give too. Josh a hug for me. I see him milling around in the background. Not right now, but I, I saw him before. Yeah, he, was, he, yeah, he popped in. <laughs> All right. Love you, brother. Love you, too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.